Um, do, let me tell you about a couple quick things we have that are just so exciting uh, for us here at New City Church. We have a youth ministry that's just uh, kicked off the ground, and uh, we've got youth that, like, it's, like, new youth are coming in every week. So Wednesday night here at 7 o'clock are the high schoolers. Um, Thursday night uh, for the middle schoolers uh, at Pam Sills' house. If you, don't, if you need some information, uh, please let us know. We also have a uh, super summer that is coming up in June. Yep, yep, gonna get a <laughs> And, uh, guy, I, I'm just, I, I'm an old youth pastor. I can't help it. I'm like, that super summer's so awesome, man. It's actually, funny thing, it's, it's where Kyle, Michaela, me, and another guy that was in our youth ministry at the time, several years ago, all got called to the ministry at the same day, at the same time. It was wild. And so, uh, you know, th- it is something that, um, that it's about $250 per child, uh, to get their names in and get it reserved, it's $50 per family. So folks like Mitch and Paula that have 18 kids, I'm sorry, seven sons, seven sons, seven sons trucking is the company name. Uh, you don't have to pay $50 per kid right up front, but uh, it is $250. And uh, if we have need for scholarships or anything like that, please let us know. We do have people that have donated in the past, that kind of thing, and uh, gotten people to Super Summer. So uh, wonderful day again. If uh, you are new, also, please put in a Connect card. Um, and here's what we'll do. Uh, it, when you came in, you saw Mitch and Paula sitting at the uh, back table. Uh, they will give you a gift in, in exchange for a filled-out Connect card. And we had several of those this morning. Uh, that is that is very cool. If you're a first-time guest, you get this gift. If you're interested in serving of any kind, if you're, if you're needing some prayer of some kind, Please fill those things out. Put that in the offering bucket as it goes by uh, today, and we'll uh, we'll make sure we get you uh, prayed over, prayed for, lifted up to the Lord. Um, one of the things that we have a value uh, here in New City Church, and one of the reasons why we want people to to get to know you, get to know your name, is that we have a value and a vision that every person is known, and they know that they are known. See, if God knows your name and we don't, that's a mess, right? And so we want to make sure that people are known and cared for and loved on and prayed for. So that's one of the reasons why we have our sign-up sheets. So if you'll pick up the sign-up sheets at the, at the beginning of the row and pass those down, uh, that would be fantastic, fantastic. So uh, we are finishing up this series about, um, and I don't know if it's a series or not, we're just studying for the last month uh, something called the Sabbath, which a lot of people say are you know, is an Old Testament thing that we're not really supposed to do that. You've, I've heard preachers preach that, and I've heard uh, even even like like folks that you, know, you read commentaries. We're not really under the the Old Testament type stuff. But here's the thing about that: is that we are, and this is funny for new people because new people are like, whoa, whoa, you're talking about the Sabbath? Isn't that like a Jewish thing? I mean, you know, isn't that kind of a, one? Of, it's like, well, no, it is actually a uh, one of the Ten Commandments. In fact, it is the longest of all the Ten Commandments. It is the most prominent and it is throughout the old testament uh written down that that god really does want people to observe the sabbath jesus observed the sabbath his disciples observed the sabbath the uh new testament messianic jewish people that came to know jesus continued to observe the sabbath and so for whatever reason people started saying oh we don't have to do that anymore but that that never became true I mean, it's just that you don't read it in the scriptures, like, hey, that's no longer something that you're supposed to do, that kind of thing. And so my, my vision and my urge for everybody is to say, okay, but I, but I work on Saturdays. I'm not saying anything like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, but here's what I want us to be thinking about. If you don't take any time during the week and actually give it to the Lord, like make a certain time holy, 
take this week and start off with 10 minutes and say, okay, for 10 minutes, I'm going to, I'm going to give this, I'm going to separate, I'm going to set this time uh, as holy to the Lord. And then work your way up to an hour in a week, right? And then work your way up to a, a morning maybe and work your way up to an afternoon. Work your way up to a day of the week that you actually set apart as and, and dedicate it to the Lord and do no work. And you actually, I mean, it's not like you're sitting around in a lotus position burning incense and going mm, to Jesus all day. It's not like that, right? And then work your way up to actually what the scriptures say to take the seventh day, the Sabbath. We're not seventh day Adventists or anything like that, but we do, we're, we're Adventist for the word, right? That's what we do. So take that and, and say, oh, work your way up to that. And if it takes you 22 years to get there, so be it. But do something starting today to be obedient to the Lord. See, the whole idea of being a disciple is not somebody that knows the Bible, but somebody that knows the Bible and obeys what he says. That's the whole idea. Amen. Amen. See, we've got some opportunities here. And, and, and one of the things that I'm really excited about is this whole idea of work now we're supposed to rest from work and we'll finish up the message today with the actual commandment but we're supposed to rest from from work on the sabbath and so we've got to, to be thinking about work in a, in a certain way uh, in the back of the on the, on the uh, coffee bar there is a uh, this is what's called the state of the city 2016 this is our city our story our year in review 2016 was an amazing year for for our city here in Edgerton. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read something to you and uh, kind of promote something called Elevate Edgerton because this gives us an incredible opportunity to engage the marketplace and help people understand who Jesus is and so that we can, we can bring kingdom to the business world. Amen? Like, like we're supposed to, like wherever we are, no matter where we're working, and all these things are actually going to be happening in our town. Listen to this. As 2016 was the year, Edgerton created more jobs then it has residence. <laughs> yeah, that had happened. 2016, we surpassed the number of people in the town. By the num- I mean, the number of jobs surpassed the number of people in the town. 2017 is poised to build on that momentum by adding a new economic de- development focus. Listen to this. The city worked at, with its partners to create Elevate Edgerton, a public-private economic development partnership focused entirely on Edgerton. Through Elevate Edgerton, we will work to leverage the new employment base in, in, uh, into other opportunities to include, check this out, residential development. Guys, there are going to be some houses that are going to get built here, right? I mean, it's coming. And we're, like, you think it's full now in our church. Wait till we get a lot, I mean, a lot more people in town. It's going to be wonderful, but it's also something that, that we've got to be ready for, right? Commercial and retail development to to learn more, visit www.elevateedgerton.com. So pick a copy of that. If we uh, happen to run out, we'll have some more next week. But, um, but man, just check it out. Like, it is an amazing thing. And our views on work, our views on the marketplace, our views on the, on the whole idea of what it means to, to work and to create and to produce has to be something that, that has to be with a godly perspective, a, a godly vision. We've got to do this the way God said to do this. In Genesis 1, starting in verse 26, lists, starting in verse 26, talking about the creation account, this is the, the sixth day. And it said, Then God said, Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, and, 
in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image, which is a powerful thing, amen? So in in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that is fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath, the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Now, what day is the Sabbath on? Seventh day, right? So Adam was made on the sixth day. He was created on the sixth day. You start filling out your bulletins here, too. So his first full day of existence was a rest day. That's pretty cool, man. How many people want that job, right? Like, oh, wait, 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 you're hiring me and my first day is a vacation day? That's, that's, that's pretty cool. I'll take that, right? Adam's first day of work was out of a day of rest. So the first thing we need to understand is that this whole idea of Sabbath is not so that we can rest from the work that we do, but that we can get geared up and energized for the work to be done, right? Like if we go into the work week like that, like we're not, because like sometimes we go, oh, okay, finally, I rested from all that stuff that I did, and some days are going to be like that. I get that. But if, we are, if we're constantly like, I can't wait till Saturday so I can rest up from all the crap that I'm having to deal with this week, I can't take it anymore. Man, Friday nights mean something, and then Saturday we just crash, right? And then Sunday, we are Sunday, and start Monday, and all that. We start off, man, just kind of like, okay, just like almost the opposite of the way we're created to be. Like Adam's first day of work was from a day of rest. So he was completely energized, and that's the way we're supposed to, the first thing we're supposed to kind of look at when we talk about what it means to Sabbath and rest from work. However, or rest and, and do no work. However, due to the fall of man, and here's the thing, because work was awesome, work was amazing, work was created to be, be productive. Can you imagine, do, no matter what you do and all the work that you do, that it would be just a, incredibly productive, I'd like the Midas touch, you didn't have to struggle and grind and mess around and that kind of thing, and, it, and things would happen when you wanted them to happen, like, like you could produce things and it would work. That's the way it was created in the beginning. Like, yeah, there was some effort, but it wasn't like, oh man, we got to grind and struggle, because the Due to the fall of man, work became a burden. Genesis 3, uh, starting in verse 17, said to Adam, he said, because you listened to your, your wife. Now, fellas, I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to your wife. Listen to your wife. Because some of the guys are like, yeah, that's right, I see what's happening. And then the wives in here said, don't even try it, pal. But because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your brow. You will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust and to dust, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. So we 
understand that we're in a fallen world. We understand that work, because of the sin of Adam and Eve, became an incredible burden. It was thorns and thistles and sweat and toil and all this. And we had to grind and that kind of thing. But I contend, and here's where we can truly make, a, make an impact in the marketplace and an impact in, t- in our jobs, is that, that God has recreated us. We are a recreation. We are the only species that God ever created that can be created twice. We've got to have a new perspective. Like, like we are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the old self is gone, the new is here, including our thought processes, including our perspectives, including the way we approach life, health, work, we, our worldview, our vision of, of the way think politics, government, every, like a workplace, everything that we do has to have a godly perspective on it. Somebody say amen. Luke's been saying amen all morning. I love it, man. I love that kid. Amen is right. We are to have the same mindset as that of Jesus Christ, Philippians 2, 5. And here's the thing that we understand about Jesus. He grew up as a construction worker. His dad taught him, a lot of people say he was a carpenter. He was probably more like somebody who did all kinds of things. He might even have done uh, roofing. He might have even done walls. He might have done foundations. He might have done all kinds of stuff, you know. And what we know about Jesus is that he grew in the stature and favor among men in his hometown. So he wasn't some lazy slacker, you know, coming, oh, man, oh, Dad, I don't want to have to go. You just can't see Jesus doing that. And as Christians, as new creations, as people who think like Jesus, we can't approach work like that either. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds we got to be thinkers right to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like god in true righteousness and holiness see not only are we saved not only are are we disciples but we are made new our thinking our attitude i mean because if if you are if you are walking in the lord and you are growing in purity and growing in righteousness and growing in discipleship and growing in knowledge and growing ultimately in obedience and love for God, you are a different freaking person than you were a few months ago. Amen? I mean, some of us look back like, I can't believe God would even want anything to do with me based on what I did. Self-included. I'm in that. See, I've worked in a whole lot of different ways and I've had different attitudes about about work and that kind of thing when i was 14 i started working with a a caterer and i worked with him for a couple of years i started working with a landscaper in in high school and throughout high school saved up for college for doing that and in college got a job as a a waiter so i was in the hospitality service industry and i washed dishes matter of fact that's how i met my lovely wife i was washing dishes and uh, she was the hostess with the (laughs) mostess yes she was too girl i cut my hand and she came back and she Fix my hand up, put a little band-aid on it. Sure I did. I mean, there she is, slice. No, ah, ma'am, could you help me? I really did. That was terrible. It was like a whole stack of dishes, and somebody just smashed them down, and the one in the middle broke, and I picked it up, and slice. But she fixed me. She put me back. She made me whole. (laughs) She's giving me a look, too. Okay, we'll keep things moving, just because... We're going to respect your time here, all right? 
worked in service industry, worked in hospitality, got a job right out of college as a white-collar, corporate world kind of a guy. Twelve years I was worked in a place where uh, you were expected to move a lot. So we went from Georgia to, Al- to Florida to Alabama to North Carolina, finally made it to here, and I was like, by the time Morgan, our daughter, was six years old, she had been to three different elementary schools. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And so we started a business of my own and tried to got out of all that rigmarole and that kind of thing. And, and, and later, like I had my own business and that kind of thing. Land, I was a landlord, did rental properties, that kind of thing. So I've, so I've done hospitality. I've done service industries. I've done uh, you know, white collar, uh, owning my own business. I've, I've done commercial roofing, which is a blue collar industry, if you will. I've been, it's like the whole idea of different kinds of work that I have, that I have done. And I've, and I've observed something that is amazing to me, no matter whether it's white collar or blue collar or gray collar or service or hospitality or no matter what it is, ministry, right? No matter what it is, no matter what work we do, the the whole idea is that, oh, that the enjoyment of that work and the, and the whether or not I love my job or I love my work depends on me. It doesn't depend on a jerk boss, whether or not I have one. It doesn't depend on the circumstances of my job. My job, right, what did Jesus say? You are the light of the world. Amen? Who's with me? Are you guys with me? You are the light of the world, meaning that when we step out into the world, no matter where we're at, we're to be the light, not the darkness. Meaning we can't go to our workplace, go, man, this place sucks, man, right? Oh, I'm so tired of this junk, right? Listen, I've had that attitude. And when I left my corporate job, man, I was like, hallelujah, man, in their face. And I was convicted about 13 years later that my attitude probably caused my boss some real grief. So I called him after we had several of our guys in our disciple group that said that their attitudes with their jobs were terrible and they called their boss and apologized. I'm like, ah, crap. So I called him 13 years later. Said, hey, boss, I want to let you know I'm sorry for my attitude. Probably caused you some grief. And dude, it really meant a lot to him. He's like, man, thank you very much. And guess who I was sitting there with uh, my wife and our daughter or a couple folks from the church at dinner one evening and guess who walks in and sits at a table next to us my old boss and guess who got to hug one another right i mean dude seriously seriously there's there's no there is absolutely no reason we can't bring kingdom even in the rough circumstances even in the weird circumstances does it take some time yeah does it take some effort absolutely but if we are a new creation with new minds, with the mindset of Jesus, we are the light of the world. My favorite picture I've ever had of me working was this picture here. Um, and I kind of goofed up because I'm wiping, I'm wiping this really nasty glue off my tape measure. But if you notice that, that little house down next to the little, that looks like a little cookie house or something, we're about 20, 22 stories high on this little platform that's probably 8 feet by 14 feet, me and two other guys. Um, this is on the plaza. This is a, um, um, like, like it's about 26-story, uh, like a apartment building, condo area. 
And so what we had to do, we had to get in these painter scaffolds. Anybody ever been in one of those things? Man, it make you pee in your pants real quick, boy. I t- like I had to, had to climb over this, and I'm having to hold this, this, uh, you know, this basically press this button to go down. He has to do the same thing at the same time. So if I start pressing it, it goes faster. It's like, so we're having to like do, do this stuff like for four stories coming down on this thing. And we had to climb off of that and get onto this thing. And I'm like, and, and even the veteran uh, roofer guys are like, heck no, I ain't doing that. And I'm like, well, I think I'm the only one that's probably saved. So if I die, I get to go to heaven. If they die, they're going to go to hell. So I did it. And I loved it, right? Like, I, like, I, like it was one of those things that, yeah, even in, even in the face of fear, I had to go, okay, I got to like this. I got to enjoy something. So we're just goofing off up here. You know, I'm like, ah, dad gum. And he's taking pictures. Like, oh, dude, send that to me. You know, that kind of thing. We're getting the, getting the job done, having a good time. But, we, but, but here's the thing, man. No matter where we are, we are to be the light. Colossians 3, 23 through 24 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Now, some of you guys are still struggling, like, man, you don't know my boss. You don't know what's going on. You don't know how, um, how much, I have, all, all the crap I got to deal with and that kind of thing. And I understand, but here's, and I've dealt with it, right? And I've done it wrong and I've done it right. But this may help us. This is a very touching story. You guys, how many of you are reading the rest of God, this book? Great book, right? We've got a few more, uh, few more copies if anybody needs one for 10 bucks, man. It can be yours. This may help you appreciate the work you do. It's a very touching story, especially after, um, I don't know if I can shed any more tears this week since I watched This Is Us and get gooly mooly. I had to turn in my man card, boy. So hopefully I won't cry too much more after this. So. But this will help you. Very touching story. When you have had one of those take this job and shove it days, try this. On your way home, stop at your pharmacy and go to the section where they have thermometers. You will need to purchase a rectal thermometer made by the Q-tip company. <laughs> what are you about to read us, man? <laughs> Be sure that you get this brand. When you get home, lock your doors, draw the drapes, and disconnect the phone so you will not be disturbed during your therapy. <laughs> Change into something comfortable, such as a sweatsuit, and lie down on your bed. <laughs> Upon open, upon open the package containing the thermometer, remove it and carefully place it on the bedside table so that it will not become, a, become chipped or broken. Take the written material that accompanies the thermometer as you read. Notice in small print this statement, quote, every rectal thermometer made by Q-tip is personally tested, unquote. <laughs> Close your eyes. Say out loud five times, thank you, oh thank you, that I do not work in quality control at the Q-tip company. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah, amen. Oh, I love it, love it. And it is funny. I've lived the office space life where somebody actually literally calls me up and said, did you put the right cover sheet on the... It was called the WOR, not the TPS report. I'm like, yeah, I got that. Oh, let me send you that memo. I, I've lived that. I've lived in the blue-collar world. I've lived in the, in the service industry. And I am telling you that our idea of work and our approach to work and our 
enjoyment of work is up to us. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with the actual command. Started the whole series with this command. And I pray that this has been something that has rocked your world a little bit and made us think differently about what it means to be obedient. Even in something that people have said we don't have to do anymore. Yet God never said that. He said in Exodus 20, starting in verse 8, Remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do, no, do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And it is a lot different when we love what we, we decide. Uh, this is a decision for a lot of us. When we decide to approach our work with an enjoyment attitude, like we say we are going to be the light. And when, when you start getting some incredible, like it's creative and productive and some victories in your job and your work, Man, it's hard to take. It's harder to take it off. The Sabbath means something a whole lot different when you love what you do. And it means a whole lot more even still when you decide to love what you do and decide to be the light of the world. Father, we love you. For those of us, Lord, that are struggling with this, may they talk to you about their lives. Lord, we're going to start a whole new series next week called we greater than than me and this is this is part of the taking taking ourselves into the marketplace to serve other people to serve others it's not just a grind to get money it is a it is truly a a mindset like you have may we align ourselves with you may we align ourselves with what work is and may we make work and when we decide to make work a joy and a privilege and an honor that you gave us air to breathe our hearts hearts to beat blood to flow gravity to keep us on the ground and an intellect that can actually get things done and may you bless the work that we do but may you also help us and show us what it means to honor you by taking your Sabbath and working toward that. God, for some of us that, that are struggling to find work, that it would be a great to have that, but I don't have any. God, may you, may you show these folks that are struggling to find a job, struggling to find work, man, God, open up those opportunities for them and show them. Show them what they need to do. Guide them in their life. Like, like direct them to the right people. Show, like, God, you, you, you make that. And may we submit to you in that. God, we love you so very much. And we thank you for the work. We thank you for the jobs. We thank you for the, for the different things that we get to do. And we thank you for the gift of the Sabbath. We love you. And it is in your son's awesome and amazing and restful name. All God's people in the house said, Amen.